Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. There's a big misconception that I find that many people have, even Christians, and that's this. If I'm a Christian, I won't have any problems. Anybody want to contest that one? Christianity does not mean that you are exempt from life. And life is full of trouble, isn't it? And so we just have to accept that and understand it. So you can count on it. It's going to happen. We want to talk this morning about how do I triumph over it? How do I not allow trouble to whoop me, but how do I triumph over it? Psalm chapter 50, verse 15 says this, Call on me when you're in trouble. I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. So you and I have to accept the fact that trouble's a part of life. It's a part of what sin brought into this world. And so what we see as we read Scripture, Old Testament and New, is people, just like us, dealing with problems and issues that life brings their way. And so we're going to look at how we deal with that. And to begin with, let's just uh, understand that there's all kinds of trouble. There's physical trouble. There's mental and emotional trouble. There's spiritual trouble. There's relationship issues. There's friend problems. There's world trouble. There's environmental trouble. It's everywhere. So let's look at, first of all, the truth about it. Where does it come from? Where does trouble originate? Well, I'm going to give you four places. First one is the most important one that you have to understand, self. You and I create a lot of our own problems. Our attitudes, our actions, the way we look at things, the way we think about things. I think it was Mark Twain who said, if I had to kick the person most responsible for all my trouble, I would never be able to sit down for a week. It's just, it's us, you know? We manufacture it by our rebellion, by our selfishness, by our greed, by our bad decisions, by our impatience. And so we're responsible for some of the problems in our life, a lot of the problems in our life. The second person who's responsible is Satan. I mean, Paul said there was a messenger of Satan that came to him, gave him a thorn in the flesh. It says that Satan goes around like a roaring lion, seeking who can devour. So some of the problems are Satan trying to do everything he can to get us to turn away from God. Third, it's, it's spiritual. You know, sometimes God brings about issues in our life to help us. You look at Abraham, you look at Joseph, all of them went through troubles to come to a place where God could use them. The fourth place trouble comes from is just stuff. Hurricane, can you say that? Stuff. Things happen. Other people, what, what happened? Just the things of life that come about because we're alive on this planet. You can't do much about the stuff. You can't do much about what God wants to do other than get through it. Satan, the same way. You can do a little bit more about your decisions and the way you handle it. So our trouble comes from these areas. And then we have to come to that place where how are we going to treat trouble? 
what, what, what options do I have when it shows up? It's going to show up. What's the treatment of it? Well, I can break away. I can try to ignore it. I can try to pretend that it doesn't exist. I can just turn my back on it and say, if I just wait long enough, it won't be around anymore. Some people try to do this with medication. Some people with alcohol, drugs, all kinds of ways, food, that we try to just, you know what, it's there. I just don't want to have to address it or deal with it. Another way we can treat it is to break out. I'm angry. I'm mad. It's not fair. It's not right. God, I just got to get away from this. I'm moving to Tennessee. That'll help, help everything. And we come to that place where we just try, I, we get mad and we run. Or we break down. We give up. I can't take anymore. I can't deal with this any longer. I've had enough. And discouragement comes in. And despair. And depression. Or fourthly, you break through. You overcome it. You don't just cause it to go away. You get through it. You work through it. You triumph over it. And I hope we would all agree that that's the way we need to deal with this, isn't it? So I'm going to give you four things this morning of how to triumph over trouble. Reader's Digest had a little blurb in it a while back that said this, you'll only be remembered for two things the problems you solve, and the problems you make. So how do I triumph over trouble? How do I deal with this, knowing that it's a part of our lives? Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, some directions that we're going to look at this morning as a way to help us handle the trouble, the problems of life. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8, we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. So four ways out of these verses that we deal with trouble. Number one, control your feelings. Control your feelings. Feelings, emotions are real. We have them to varying degrees, but we have to understand something. They're real, but feelings make poor decisions. Paul says in verse 8, their first part, we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. You know, sometimes it feels like it's just overwhelming, doesn't it? And you have a feeling to lash out. You have a feeling to just react in a way. And so you have to come to that place where you're not doing what you want. Have you ever done what you wanted and then regretted it? Have you ever thought, I just feel like giving them a piece of my mind? Didn't work out too well, does it? You know, first of all, be careful with that. First of all, you don't have many pieces. So you, you've got to watch it. And we, we just, you know, if you allow your emotions to control your life, your life will be an emotional wreck. If you let feelings dictate to you how you're going to act and how you're going to think, you are going to create a life full of problems. Now, feelings are real. They're there. They just cannot be in charge. Is that clear to everybody? 
I'm not saying you don't feel something. I'm not saying you become numb. I'm not saying, well, I'll just suck it up and I won't feel anything. Because we try sometimes not to feel, don't we? Feelings are real. They're there. Just don't let them make decisions for you. Micah 7.1, the prophet said, how miserable I am. I feel like the fruit picker after the harvest who can find nothing to eat. Not a cluster of grapes or a single early fig can be found to satisfy my hunger. And so when trouble comes, I have to be in control and not allow feelings to overwhelm me. I need to have a stability in it. The psalmist in Psalm 34 verse 19 said, the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. And so when we're dealing with the troubles of life, and we all will, embrace the feelings. Understand they're there. Don't try to numb them. Don't try to push them away. Just don't let them be in control. Clear? Paul understood that. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the providence of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. You ever been to a place where you thought you'd never make it through? In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. That's a man who's honest about it. Hey, you know what? I'm overwhelmed by it. I'm just at a place of end. In fact, I don't know that I'm going to make it through. But I'm not going to allow that to control me and dictate to me how I'm going to live. 1 John 3.20 tells us, even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and He knows everything. So the first step when trouble comes, you're going to have some feelings. You're going to have some emotions with it. That's fine. Just don't let them be in control, and just don't give in to what they want you to do. Second thing, command your fortitude. Command your fortitude. Now, just so we all are clear, I looked up fortitude in the dictionary. Here's what it means. Strength of mind that enables one to endure adversity with courage. You see, Paul said here, you know, we're perplexed, but we're just not driven to despair. I'm confused, but I'm not going to go to that place. In other words, you don't give up. You summon your strength. You say, I'm not going to be defeated by trouble. Now, here's a… I'd like to make this very easy for you, but I can't. Because the truth is this. If you're going to triumph over trouble, you are going to have to fight for it. It's a battle. No matter how you slice it, it's a battle. I, like some of you, have been through some physical problems, some physical issues, and here's what I've learned over the years. So many times, it's not the physical that is the problem. The bigger problem is the mental side of the picture. How am I going to think in the midst of this? How am I going to look at life? How am I going to deal with what is before me? Here's what I feel like, but I'm not going to give in to that, and I'm not going to give in to the trouble 
and just give up on it. I am going to fight for this. You know, sometimes you just have to suck it up, don't you? You just have to say, no, I'm going to do this. But too many times, we don't want to fight. We want God just to take it away. We want it to be gone. Well, I don't want to fight, so we run away from it. We get mad at it. We do what we've talked about earlier, where we just try to address it in this way or this way or this way. And yet that never really works. Don't get to be exempt from trouble. I have to work through trouble. So you have to take command of your strength, of your fortitude, and say, you know what? I am going to get through this, and I'm not going to give up. Wish it were easier. Wish it were more fun. It's not. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. All of this is for your benefit, and as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are quite small. Anybody want to argue with that one? And won't last very long. Well, seems like they go on a long time yet the produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen, for the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So I'm going to get through this. I will get to the other side. I will make it. I'm going to fight for it. Galatians 6, 9. Let's not get tired of doing what's good, what's right. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up, if we don't quit. One of the great words in the Christian walk is this word called perseverance. I will fight and persevere no matter what happens to me. Life may not be fair, Life may get really, really hard. There may be issues that you have to deal with that are complex and troubling. But you have to say, okay, you know, I, I, I feel all this stuff, but I am going to fight to get through this. I remember uh, being in a hospital room. I had been two weeks in intensive care, pretty drugged up for the pain. And about week three, they finally moved me to a room, and I remember the day the doctor walked in, and he sat down. And here's something for you. If a doctor sits down to talk to you, you better listen. And here's what he said, simple words. He just looked at me and said, well, you're going to live. That was good news at the time, okay? You're going to live. The rest is up to you. You know what he's saying? You're going to have to fight for this. You can have what you want. It's not going to come easy, but you're going to have to fight. And that's what we have to do. Command your fortitude. Thirdly, confess your faith. Confess your faith. That you and I are a people, as Christians, who live by faith. 
Notice what he says in that 2 Corinthians 4, 9. We're hunted down. We're never abandoned by God. God is always with us. Now, here's the thing about the Christian walk. It is by faith. And here's where we struggle. I want answers. I want to understand it all. And if I don't have an understanding, I'll make up my own answers. But so many things in life, when you ask the question, why, have no answer for us, does it? And I have to learn to live not by answers, but by faith. In other words, through all of this, in the midst of all of this, I will still trust God. I will still believe that God will help me get through this. And faith is not a feeling. And feelings (laughs) is never faith. See, instead of confessing your troubles, confess your faith. The troubles are there. But here's what we do. God, you see what's going on. You understand it. I don't understand it all. And God, I'm going to get through this, and here's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust in you to help me get through this. God, I can't do this on my own. I need help. I choose to let you help me. I choose to believe what the Bible says. I choose to look at Scripture and believe them. I choose to put my faith in you because when you're going through trouble, you're going to put your faith in something. You might put it in a drug. You might put it in a new location. Or here's a good one. You might put it in yourself. I can handle this. I've got it. And see, you and I have to understand there's so many things in life we don't have it. And we need help. And I can look at God's Word, and it gives me a hope for the future. Ephesians 6.16, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. In every battle, you will need faith. You will need to put your faith and your trust in God. You will need to put your faith in someone who was the same yesterday, today, forever. You need to put your faith in something that never changes. You can put your faith in other people, but they'll disappoint you, won't they? You can put your faith in your resources and your finances, but at some point they're never enough. You can put your faith in you, and at some point you come to that place where I can't handle this. But you see, God is always there, and I choose to believe that God will help me get through this. I don't look to Him to wave the magic wand to remove it all. I look to Him to give me the strength and the wisdom to go on and to do what is right according to His Word. That's called wisdom. And if I make good choices in the midst of the trouble, If I renew my strength, as the Bible says, those that wait on the Lord renew their strength. He gives me the strength to go on. He gives me the positive things to look at. And rather than focus on all that is there that I'm overwhelmed with, I can look to Him for help and for hope. 1 Peter 1.7 
The trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, boy, I don't like that word many, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So I come to that place where I understand what God's trying to do. He's not trying to tempt me. He's not trying to get me wrong. He said, Phil, you're going through this. I want to use this trouble that you're facing to make you stronger. I want to use it to make you a better person. I want to use it to make you a better Christian. And if in the midst of this, you will trust me with this, you will grow up and you will become a better Christian, which will make you a better person, which will help you deal with life. So many parents today are trying to protect their kids from problems. And the worst thing in the world is a spoiled child who always gets their way. And some of the hardest thing as a parent to do is to stand by while your kids are going through problems. And yet if you're a wise parent, you recognize, I need to stay out of this because God will use this to help them grow up. And don't you wish your kids would just learn from you if they would just listen to your advice? But we didn't listen to our parents' advice, did we? We all thought we knew better, and sometimes the only way we learn is through the hardships that come. And I have to know the difference between when's the time to step in and help and when there's time to stop and stay away and let God use this to help them grow up. Now, you have a choice when trouble comes. You can either work with God as He works in you, as you trust Him and put your faith in Him to make you better, or you can get mad at Him for bringing it about and letting it happen. You and I have to come to that place where we confess our faith and let our faith help us, anchor us in the midst of life's storms to get through it. Final one, channel your focus. Channel your focus. Paul says, we get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. You keep focusing on God. You keep looking at His promises. Now, you've maybe heard this before, but let me just say it again. Don't look at what you've lost. Look at what you have left. Look at what's ahead of you. Look at what you have still. And you focus on the hope that we have. The great thing about the Christian life is this. This world is not all there is. There's more to come, and I get to look forward to that. And you see, if you're always looking back, it's just like driving a car. If you're always looking behind you, you're going to crash. And if all you can look at is what you've got and what you've lost and how hard this is, and this happened to me and I'll never recover from it, and this happened and this happened and this happened, and I just don't know, it's not fair, it's not right, and you just mumber and get bitter all the time, your life's not going to be worth living. But if you choose God... I'm giving this all to you, and I'm going to look to you, 
because I trust you. And you're going to help me overcome this. Proverbs 4.25, look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out straight paths for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Your focus determines your path. And so you keep looking to God. You keep doing what's right. You keep honoring Him. You put Him in front of everything else. You trust Him. You ask Him to help you make the right decisions. And He helps you get through it. Hebrews 12.1, the writer writes these great words, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Each one of us have a race that we're running. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting Him, He endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now He's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility He endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. How did Jesus face the cross? How did He deal with all the troubles that He had to handle? He kept His focus forward and knew there was joy ahead. That's called hope. He knew that he could do it with God's strength and God's help. And so in the midst of all of this, and when you face trouble in life, and you will, and you are, your feelings are there. Don't let them be in control. Suck it up. I'm in a fight. I'm in a battle. And I'm going to win it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it with God's help with His strength, with His ways and not mine. And I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on Him and not on all the other stuff going on. That's how you triumph over trouble. Convinced that God is there, God will help you, and God cares. God loves you, and He will never stop. Romans 8.35 Anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does he mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble and calamity? Persecuted, hungry, destitute, danger, threatened with death? Scriptures say for your sake we're cured every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced, that's the faith element, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, angels or demons, fears for today, worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. We can do this. You can do this. God will help us.
So you can be listening today and maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you've been trying to handle all of life on your own and you think you're smart enough to do that and you think you've got the answers and the strength to handle it. And at some point, you're going to come to the end. And maybe it'd be a good time for you today to turn to Christ and ask God to help you and allow Him to control your life and you choose to live for Him rather than for you. Or maybe you're a Christian here today and you've been letting all the stuff that's gone on and that you look at and think of what's going to go on and you just get overwhelmed by it. You think, how in the world are we going to make it? Maybe you need to change your focus. Maybe you need to employ your faith and say, you know what? I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength to do that. So could we all just take a moment just between us and God? I'm not going to ask you to raise a hand, do anything else. I'm going to give you just a few seconds. God, here I am today. I hear you. Help me. Whatever it is, wherever you're at. Lord, here I am. told in scripture that you take everything that happens and you're able to work good out it for those who love you and are called according to your purpose we believe that we thank you today that no matter what this world brings our way or what our life faces we do not need to be defeated we do not need to be overwhelmed we do not need to be discouraged but we always have hope because you are in control. And we don't have all the answers, but we choose to believe in you and in your promises and in your word. Help us to take that and make application of that in our lives every day that we live. And thank you for the word that says we can overcome whatever trouble comes our way. We thank you for that. In thy name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.